Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to What Women Must Know. Well, it's great having you back for another show. As always, I just love the conversations I have with my guests. It's always so enlightening. I learn a lot. I trust you are learning. And as I always like to say, the purpose of the show is to empower you with truthful information so you can make the most informed decisions possible regarding your health and well-being. And that really is the name of the game these days, get informed and get educated, and then you will be able to know the best thing for you, what to do, what path to take, what solutions are out there for you. So if you are listening for the very first time, first of all, welcome. It's great having you here. If you'd like to receive the archive shows from my weekly podcast, What Women Must Know, you can either go to my Facebook page and like me there, which is What Women Must Know, or you can go to my website, which is Dr. Cheryl Selman, drcherylselman.com, and uh, I will be able to send you all the archive shows and a whole lot more. Of course, I have another program on Progressive Radio Network every Saturday at 11 a.m. called The Love Code, and that show is more my spiritual show. It's where I get to have amazing spiritual teachers from all sorts of traditions, people who are doing profound healing work and just teaching us and inspiring us and opening pathways and strategies and tools and remembrances so we can really connect into the the, the power that we have within us. So if you opt in, you will be getting all those great shows and Lots of opportunities to learn and heal and transform. And today we have a wonderful guest, a wonderful topic. It's a, it's a topic that I have to say I'm really excited about because it fits into my purpose and passion in life, and that is to empower women so they understand their bodies, they understand their cycles wherever they are on their life journey, and offers uh, and offering safe solutions to problems that really are addressing you know, so many women, so many women are dealing with, and, and also the solutions that really are safe and effective. So we're going to talk today about a really safe contraceptive option. There really is a safe contraceptive option, actually, and my guest is Jennifer Richards. And just let me share a little bit about Jennifer. She is the owner and CEO of Smart Women's Choice Incorporated, is a serial entrepreneur with a heart for supporting women to be their healthiest, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, through supportive health products and services. Her lifelong passion is to develop natural solutions for challenges women typically face in their lifetime. Over the years, she has worked with startups and small businesses to develop safe and effective personal care products. She does this while considering the whole person in a model she calls whole person health. So that's a little bit about uh, Jennifer, and uh, let's have her on the show. So Jennifer, it's so good to have you here, and uh, thanks for being here, and welcome to What Women Must Know. Well, thanks, Dr. Cheryl, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I love the opportunity to have you here and to talk about this subject of safe contraceptive options. Um, 
Well, well, before we get into that whole story, which is a whole story, uh, you can get me going for hours on this topic, Jennifer. <laughs> but let's let's just talk about you because let me just say that I was introduced to Smart Women's Choice, which is the safe contraceptive option that we're going to get into. Um, you know, I was looking back at when I was first introduced to it. Could have been in 2016. It's quite a ways now, although it seems like just yesterday, and I was so excited to learn that there actually is a contraceptive that is safe, effective, um, inexpensive, uh, totally natural, no side effects, and most of all, it works. You know, I've been looking for ways to support women in this regard, and to be honest, there are just so many, there are just so few. There are many other you know, hormone-based contraceptives, but there's so few natural ones that are non-invasive and harmful to the body in any way. So I uh, was introduced to the owner, and we'll talk about her story and how you got involved. But um, before we go there, let's talk a little bit about you, because you, you know, you you have this passion in helping, health, helping women. Um, so how did your journey take you to this passion of working with health and well-being? Yeah, so I'm going to share my story kind of based around, you know, contraceptives, and since that's our, you know, main focus in our conversation today. Um, and my uh, experience with contraceptives started really young, which I think for my age group is, is fairly common. Um, I was struggling with crazy heavy periods and cramping to the point where I was incapacitated for a couple days every month. And, you know, I'm in high school. I was missing school. I wasn't able to play sports. And so my family doctor said, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll I'll put her, you know, I'll, on whatever the popular pill was at the time. Um, and so what's interesting is what I remember is just having maybe a couple months where things weren't so bad. And then it would creep up again, and they'd switch the pill. And then it would, you know, it became this little cycle where I'd get some relief, I would miss less school, um, but I would, con I don't, I honestly don't know how many different birth control pills I had at the time. I honestly don't even know how many were available then. I may have tried them all. <laughs> um, and like I said, I would get a little bit of relief for short periods of time. Um, so by the time I got to college, I'd already had, you know, three years of being on the pill, um, still had irregular bleeding, excessive bleeding, um, fairly painful periods, um, and I just, I just figured this was part of, a part of life. Um, I grew up in a small town and didn't know anything about, you know, alternative health. The first time I walked into, you know, like a whole food store, uh, I was 19, and this whole new world opened up to me. You know, before that, I didn't know the difference between, you know, pads and tampons that had chlorine versus the organic ones. Um, you know, I didn't know about, you know, aluminum-free deodorants, and not to mention just the food part of a health food store and how all of these choices um, that nobody ever talked about before outside of a super basic high school health class but actually changed how I felt um, in major ways, you know, changing, you know, the severity of my periods, 
um, my moods, all of these things. Um, I did end up staying on the pill most of college. I did get off of it a few times because I became aware that it was the culprit for a lot of my, my issues. Um, that got worse over time, and the the catalyst to get off of it. It's, it's almost embarrassing to say, to say, but um, in the course of those few, like in the when, once I was at college and I was on the pill. Granted, it is college. There's the whole freshman fifteen. Well, for me being on the pill, I didn't change much of lifestyle. I was still physically active. Um, you know, lots of walking and biking to get to classes and my job. And I gained 50 pounds, not 15, but five zero uh, in yeah. in about 18 months. And not only did I feel terrible, I felt like I looked terrible. Um, you know, I had no energy. <laughs> it was just, I felt like I was dragging around in my early 20s. And I thought, you know, this might be normal, but this isn't healthy. Um, and that's when I decided I wasn't going to take them ever again, um, you know, for the original reason that I was prescribed them, which would be considered an off-label prescription reason. And then, of course, as I got older, I was also using them for preventing pregnancy. Um, and I was able to find a doctor, because even then, doctors weren't so fond of prescribing diaphragms and getting you fitted for one, they really, really like to push pills. Um, but I was pretty adamant and got fitted for a diaphragm. And even though those are kind of annoying to use, it was, you know, it was effective. And it was something that I didn't love using a spermicide, but the the freedom from all of the side effects was worth it to me you know, for that little bit of the inconvenience. Um, and, you know, as I said, I told myself <laughs> that I would never get back on the pill again. Um, then when I, you know, met my, you know, my husband, you know, we were dating, we got engaged, and after we first got married, I thought, gosh, like, I don't want to deal with condoms anymore. And uh, maybe it won't be so bad now. They're, they're, you know, they were coming out with lower dose birth control pills, um, I thought I'd give it a try. And within, <laughs> right, it was in uh, three months. It may have only been two months. I was a completely different person. You know, I was angry, like sometimes like raging, um, just PMS was off the charts. My husband was trying to figure out if he had made a grave mistake because, <laughs> the person that he'd been dating that wasn't on the pill and then the person that, you know, married him turned into like this crazy. I and mean, he really, he told me several years later, I thought maybe all of that time you were pretending and now that we're married, you didn't have to do that anymore. <laughs> and we still laugh about that. And now we've been married for 18 years. And, you know, looking back that far, it's funny. It, it wasn't really funny when it was, you know, fresh and happening, it was just really, really stressful, you know, on top of feeling that, having that that relational tension and just feeling terrible and knowing that you don't want to feel that way and it's you feel like you don't have any control over it. Um, and so anyway, that was really the last time I uh, 
dealt with any kind of um, hormonal birth control, and uh, and I never went back. So grateful for that. Um, so let's see. How do I tie that in with? Um, oh, I just well, want to say well, one thing. Well, let me just say one thing because, well, it's been my mind. There was something you said kind of way back in, in the beginning of the conversation that really stood out to me because it's a it's a statement that you made that many women make when they're on the pill. And here's what it is. And, and it's an important um, uh, distinction to make for women. In fact, it's a critical distinction in my book to make. Because when you were sharing your story, you were saying, you know, that uh, you know, that I was managing and then, you know, I, I, would, I would get my period and I'd be able to, you know, blah, blah, blah. So get your period is the phrase that got my attention. Because mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is, you don't ever have a period while you're on the pill. And to and for women, I hear this all the time, Jennifer. People go, you know, I have my period. I've been menstruating. I ask women when I do my lectures, you know, uh, you know, how many women have been on the pill? And these women tell me they've been on the pill. No, I said, how many people get their period? And people say, you know, I've been, on, I've been getting my period for 25 years. How long have you been on the pill? For 25 years. No, you don't understand. <laughs> you're not getting a menstrual cycle. You're, the pill is putting your ovaries offline. You are getting a forced mm-hmm. bleed. As long as you are on the pill, you never, ever get a period, which is the point of the pill. And so many women don't understand that. And I recently was talking to a woman and at a lecture I gave, and uh, she said, you know, she's not feeling well. She's got a bunch of health issues under stress. And she tells me that she's 52 years old and is still on the pill. And I went, <laughs> well, why are you on the pill at 52? You know, the pill was never supposed to be used after the age of 35, increased risk of blood clots, strokes, and everything else. And she goes, right. I don't know. I don't know why I'm still on the pill. What about your doctor? Is anyone monitoring? You're 52, you're in menopause. You have no risk of, of getting a pregnant, right? Right. By the way. By the way, I was one of those girls who uh, was put on the pill at the age of 15 or 16, I think, because I I was not yet menstruating and they thought something was wrong with me. So they put me on the pill so I would have a forced bleed, right? But somehow in that insane thinking that putting me on the pill would force my body to do something. And as we know, Jennifer, that the pill... (laughs) has 120 risks and side effects from it, depletes major vitamins and minerals, alters your gut microbiome. You tell me how putting a 16-year-old on the pill is going to get her healthier so she can menstruate naturally. Wow, that's not even logical. (laughs) Exactly, and that's still going on to this day, but now the pill has become the go-to for everything, um, contraceptive being just a small piece of that, right, a small part, because now the pill is commonly and generally and often recommended for women to eliminate the messiness of their menstrual cycle for, you know, going to camp, going on holidays. Just Let's just, you know, stop your periods from happening. Yeah, I recently saw some ads where uh, there's, 
their their marketing, you know, packs of pills where intentionally you're only getting, well, you're only having the, a, a forced bleed uh, quarterly instead of monthly. Because, um, yeah, some doctors are were or are prescribing women to just continually take without taking the inactive pills for the, you know, days, was that 22 through 28, and just to skip those and keep taking, well, now they're just selling them where they're already set up like that so that you are only going to bleed once every quarter. You know, I, I, I hear that. And uh, I, on one hand, I want to scream at <laughs> my feet. And another hand, I want to cry. Because to offer this to women is really contributing to the ignorance of women around their own bodies. And not only that, the potential harm that can come. Because we have to remember that when we talk about, and you mentioned, you know, the low-dose pill, putting on a low-dose pill, mm-hmm. it, we, we, have, we have lost our, um, our knowledge of history, which is what I learned when I wrote my book, Hormone Heresy. You know, and there's this famous saying that goes, history is written by the winners. Well, that is so especially true for women. So history is written by the winners of the pharmaceutical industry. They're the winners. So when the pill came out in the 1960s, it never really had a lot of clinical trials done. And it was given um, at really high doses really high doses. So uh, women were uh, all over the place were coming down with blood clot strokes and dying. So they went, gosh, I guess that was an interesting experiment. Now we'll have to lower the dose, probably a good idea. So they called it the lower dose pill. What does lower dose pill mean? It means lower than the excessive high doses that were killing women. And now mm-hmm. it's a lower dose, but made of the same two carcinogenic drugs that it always was made of. And by the way, the pill is made up of estrogens and progestins, which are known human carcinogens, according to the International Agency of Cancer Research. Yeah, because they're not—they're not our bodies. You know, they're not the hormones that our body makes. They're—they're they're different. Exactly. And so when you, you know, told me about this ad trying to, you know, um, brainwash women into hating your periods rather than understanding your menstrual wisdom as a source of your power. And as long as you're on the pill, your menstrual cycles are commandeered by these carcinogenic drugs, which in, like in your case, can affect so many systems of your body, your liver, your, mm-hmm. you know, your gut microbiome, your moods, your, uh, you know, your your insulin levels. I mean, everything is compromised on the pill. Some people, some women manage somehow, and some women like yourself, the body's giving you clear signals. It's like, stop this poison you're putting into me. And... Um, you know, uh, we have a serious problem all around the world, especially in developed countries, and the problem is infertility, right? So mm-hmm. I remember I have a quote in my book that I found from this billionaire who made his fortune on um, uh, on infertility drugs. 
his, that was his thing. And he said his best customers are women in the 30s who took the pill as teenagers and 20-year-olds. Because for some women, this, this toxic combination of hormones, whatever else they put in it, um, can seriously affect a woman's fertility for her life. And think about it. Think about we have wow. a huge problem with infertility, and we have these ads not just being on the pill, but now being on the stronger version that can shut everything down for three months out of the year. And even then, you only shed the, the, ble- you know, the bleeding is build- releasing the buildup of blood in your um, uterus so you can, you know, when you withdraw from the pill. So um, there's so many unintended consequences, and, um, I, I, you know, women are reaping the, the hazards and the consequences from, from not getting truthful information which is why your work is so important and why I can rave on and on about this, as you can tell. (laughs) I have a charge because I have witnessed the damage. I wrote a sequel to Hormone Heresy that was called um, Mothers Protect Your Daughters from Getting Breast Cancer. And in that book, I have a chapter where I interviewed young women, I mean, we're talking 20 and 30-year-olds, who were diagnosed with breast cancer which happens to be much more aggressive in younger women, worse prognosis, um, and many of these so women you're less put likely, on the- Oh, sorry. So you're less likely to get breast cancer, say, under 45, but if you do get cancer that young, then it's way more severe. That's well, let me just say there is No, actually, it's a, no, actually it's not the, the whole story. The, the the story is that breast cancer used to be most common in women the age of 50 and over, and it's becoming more and more common in younger and younger women, which was never seen at first, initially. So now it's common for women in their 40s, sometimes in their 30s. What I'm saying is there is a trend that is emerging that breast cancer is now affecting younger and younger women. And oh, I wrote so that book. I, I wrote that book, you know, uh, that, that book is maybe 15 or more years old. When that trend was happening, it's, I'm sure it's only gotten worse because look at these ads, you know. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the story, the, the real story is how women have never been taught where to find their power and where to find their real wisdom. And that is by being in harmony with their menstrual cycles. Our flow of hormones each month are directly connected to how we think, how we feel, how we perceive. And if you want to find your power as a woman, you have to have natural menstrual cycle, the only kind you can have are natural, have a menstrual cycle, (laughs) and to pay attention to the um, phases of that menstrual cycle each month, which Mm -hmm. is constantly changing. And to be in harmony with that is the way to be in harmony with our inner power and inner authority. And I share that because that's what I personally found, Jennifer, when I started to learn about menstrual wisdom. And um, for myself and then teaching it to other women, the power from embracing and working in harmony with this 
power that exists within us, and it's from our menstrual cycle. And when you have, when you take the pill, or even take the marina coil that has a progestin in it that can affect the ovaries as well, you are disengaging yourself from your source of power as a woman in the world, in life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before before I forget, I wanted to talk more about something that that you mentioned. Um, you were, you know, we were talking about how, you know, when women on the pill get their period, they're actually not actually getting their period. And the reason for that is that birth control pills prevent the release of an egg from the ovaries, which triggers that whole part of the cycle. So when that happens, our bodies think that we're pregnant, but we're not. And that's why we don't actually, you know, that's not why we're not having a period and why the egg isn't being released. Um, and just to tie that in with what you were saying about the the billionaire that targeted the women who had been on birth control pills for fertility, this is not my line of research, but I just, I have a theory about this. I've been thinking about it frequently. So just like, so our bodies are naturally lazy. You know, it's part of survival, right? We want to conserve our resources. So I think it's pretty common knowledge that when, um, you know, if you're, if you, if you're constipated, like we'll talk digestion briefly, then, you know, you can um, take medication or an herb so that you're not constipated anymore, like a stool softener, but they have warnings all over them, even herbal ones, to not take them daily for the long term. And that's because if we do that, our body will say, you know what, this whole peristalsis, like our body needing to work to, to move our waste out, like that's taking up energy. And, you know, this might, you know, we keep getting input that does the work for us. So we're going to stop. So what I speculate happens and why this man made so much money is the body has been under this, it's drugged with these out, outside the body hormones and whether it forgets or it's lazy, you get off of them, you expect your body to know what to do and it's sitting there going, I have no idea what to do without this input. It's been, you know, two or 10 or 15 years and it's just in shock in a way because of the absence of what it's gotten accustomed to, even though it's harmful. Well, as a naturopath, I have have a little different way to explain that very same thing, Jennifer, because what I have researched is the uh, are the side effects of, of the pill in terms of how it depletes vital nutrition in the body. It does deplete vitamin E, vitamin C, magnesium, zinc, selenium. It um, can um, alter your gut microbiome. It, it, it stresses the liver. <laughs> I mean, you're giving the wrong messages to your hypothalamus, which is the major controller of the whole endocrine system, and the list goes on and on. So what you call lazy or forgets, I call major deficient deficiencies that impairs the body's ability to function optimally as it should. So no wonder you become infertile because, in a sense, mm -hmm. your, your systems are offline. And not just your ovulation. I mean, your whole system has been poisoned and toxic and depleted and become deficient. So you can't possibly have a healthy functioning body. 
Yeah, that's absolutely true. And you're right. And your def- your explanation, you know, takes us out of just the reproductive system and into the whole body, which it, its effect is on our entire body. And emotions. Yep. So depression, anxiety, insomnia, all those issues that plague women can be directly related to many things, but I'm going to tell everyone (laughs) that the pill is one of them. Because when you start stressing your liver out, because the liver has to process this, so pain, you know, difficult pain, and if you bleed and if you are on the pill or off the pill, but if your bleeding is heavy and with blood clots and, you know, you are angry, I'm going to tell you that's a liver dysfunction. Your liver is struggling. um, Anger is the emotion associated with the liver. So when you start putting your body out of balance, you start putting your emotional expression out of balance. And that's why you can be, uh, you know, consumed with anger or insecurity or anxiety or depression. That's really fascinating. Yeah, it's such a big story that is not being told. You know, doctors don't even give women a really thorough exam to see if they're vulnerable to blood clots these days. They're just, I mean, literally handing them out like candy. So yeah, and it's this scary that. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, no, you, it's you, scary you. that 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 hasn't changed in the last thirty or forty years. Um, and just just real quick to touch on that. So by the time I was at college in my twenties, I had family members on both sides of the family that had been hospitalized for blood clots, that had breast cancer, and that had thyroid disorders. And even in the 90s, when this was happening, like these severe side effects were already known for the pill. And my my doctor that was prescribing me knew the family history and still was fine prescribing it with the idea that, oh, I'm young, I'll be fine, you know, rather than, oh, you know, this is increasing all of these things. There's a known family history. Looking back on it, that's criminal. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, you know, that was, you know, years ago, right? Uh, You know, 18 or more years ago. It's gotten worse now. Yeah. It's gotten worse. I mean, it's gotten worse, and now there are ads on television for, you know, let's only have a forced bleed, you know, three or four times a year, or let's not let's not have any. Why be inconvenient? You know, so it's not just about the health facet of this conversation that concerns me and gets me really going. It's the other piece of this story, and that is the the piece of empowerment of women because if we are ignorant and i was for a long time i have to say you know sadly of of one's own body and one's own menstrual you know wisdom understanding our periods how they directly connect to our um, sense of inner authority how it directly connects to our sense of self and our, you know, connection to our intuition, how all these things are directly related to a natural, healthy menstrual cycle. And when that is stopped, 
women are disconnected from their true sense of power because we can't disengage our emotional and spiritual self from what's happening within the body. So when you poison your body, which is what happens on the pill, it's going to disconnect you on so many other levels. So, you know, we want women's power. We want women's wisdom. We want peace in the world. And if your body is now commandeered by these chemicals, disconnecting you, shutting you down, you are not going to be able to operate from a consciousness of true connection to yourself, if that makes sense. No, it, it absolutely makes sense. Thank you for that explanation. And you may not, it's crystal clear. <laughs> and, and you may not even know that until you get off the pill and get your body healthy again. You know, you think it's just you feeling this way. I mean, I, I can tell you in my experience, you know, having years of insecurity and doubt and depression, it's like not that I was on the pill, but I was so unhealthy. And even the short period I was on the pill, you know, dysregulated me, you know, for, for many years. So this is such a, a big story in your work, and we'll get into this, get into that, the work that you're doing with Smart Women's Choice and this, this, what we're going to talk about is a safe contraceptive option is so, so critical, Jennifer. It is such important. Uh, it's an important solution that does not operate within the sphere of the pharmaceutical industry. It does not operate in the sphere of major television commercials. So where do you find it, right? You have to be searching, and that's why we're having this program to offer women the uh, portal. But, like, there is a solution out there, but you have to come to places like this. <laughs> you know, to be curious <laughs> to learn, right? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, because if you look at advertisements, I mean, you just see these smiling, happy women who are giving the impression that the birth control pill is, you know, not only solving their problem, that, you know, to prevent unwanted pregnancies, but it is also giving them a good quality of life. Um, right. I came across a study up. recently. Um, do we have time for me to share about it a few minutes? Because I find it really fascinating. Yeah. Yes, okay, so it was just a, it wasn't technically a study, it was a survey. Um, so a, a little over a thousand people were given a survey about what their concerns were uh, regarding using birth control pills. So not surprising, over half of the um, sur women surveyed were concerned about weight gain. Um, after that, 40% were concerned about uh, experiencing hormonal balance hormonal imbalance and mood swings, um, a quarter of them were concerned about safety. Um, and so honestly, none of that is surprising. But what I did find surprising was that 20%, so that's one in five, were actually concerned about hormonal birth control pills effectiveness. Because um, we're thinking, well, you know, as because most people think of hormonal birth control as one of the most effective options, but if one in five women using it are still uncertain about the effectiveness, wow, <laughs> that doesn't speak so well for it. And then about 15% of the women were were also were concerned about uh, their ability to conceive um, when they got 
off, which, you know, we just talked about, and that's a very valid concern for women. Yes. Yes. So, you know, when you share all these concerns, some go, well, you know, what what are my options, really? You know, uh, they have this thing called a marina, which is uh, the IUD, but it's um, made with a progestin hormone implanted in it. So you're, it's a hormone mm-hmm. treatment with an IUD. You know, and women go, what, you know, well, I go, well, there's always natural fertility approach, but that's work and that's effort and that's learning and, you know, getting your partner involved, which is ideal if you could do that. But because um, body yeah, visual is signs and indicators of when you're ovulating and, and fertile. But, um, you know, most, most women, to be honest, it's not taught in our culture and choose not to do that. And like you said, it's really hard to get um, uh, diaphragms or cervical caps these days. What do you do? Enter smart women's choice. <laughs> and I, I want to let's talk about it. let's talk about this natural, effective, safe, non messy, <laughs> contraceptive alternative, Jennifer. This is like. This is like the answer to your prayers, women. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, I mean, if this had been available 25 years ago for me, I would have been so excited. Um, so, yeah, I'll start with the, the founder. Um, so Dr. Francois Ferron invented uh, Smart Women's Choice. Actually, she invented it many decades ago um, after talking to some French women and overhearing um some substances that that they use to prevent birth control, and she found it so intriguing that she tried it herself. Um, had a few had a few friends uh, try the method as well, um, and that was her only form of birth control, and it worked. It worked very well. She you know never got pregnant while using it, um, but she also didn't develop the product at that time. Um, fast forward a couple decades, uh, she lost. Uh, well, actually, it wasn't her peer. One of her closest friends' daughters died suddenly from using uh, the Nuva ring when it it was still pretty new when this happened. Um, um, she was uh, an athlete, like an Olympic level athlete, and one day she just died very suddenly. There was no. Um, she was in perfectly good health. And then she died, and it was found out later that it was from her birth control that caused a stroke. Um, I believe it was a stroke, and um, it was definitely related to the the contraceptive. And so that was Dr. Farron's um, catalyst to say, I I know this, I have the solution. Um, and so in the 2014 and 2015, she started developing out the product. Um, doing a lot of laboratory testing on it. And then she launched the product um, in 2016, which I believe is uh, when you actually interviewed her on your podcast. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, if anybody wants to hear more of her story specifically, then I'd recommend going back and and listening to that because I believe it's in the archive. Um, So, anyway, fast forwarding a little bit. Um, so Dr. Dr. Farron and I uh, got connected at the beginning of last year. Um, she was looking for somebody to help her um, with both product stability um, and uh, and manufacturing. 
and so we worked together for most of last year. Um, towards the end of the year, she shared with me that she was uh, she was ready to retire, and uh, and asked if I wanted to carry on her her legacy. And so, with my you know passion for women's health and the the work that I've done in between my crazy birth you know contraceptive experiences that that shaped my desire to you know find healthier um methods of of living not just for contraception you know i just wholeheartedly said oh you bet you know i absolutely would love to to carry this on for you i i this is so important that women have access to to a healthy option that isn't just giving us side effects so let's let's explain to people what it is sure so um so Smart Women's Choice is a contraceptive cream. Uh, you use it only when you have sex. So, and I think that's really important because a lot of the methods that are, are commonplace require daily inputs or they're an input that it's always in our body. So we're having to deal with, with, um, with these things, remembering to take a pill or knowing that an IUD or a coil, or not a coil, but like the Nuva ring or a device is in place, you know, daily wreaking havoc on our body. But instead, just like um, on a, in a daily way, you would use a condom or a diaphragm, that's how you would use Smart Women's Choice. So you would have it handy when you know you're about to have sex. Um, you insert the cream right before penetration and a dose protects you for that one single time you have sex. Um, so how it works is that, and it's, it's very, it's very unique. It's different than spermicide. Um, so what happens when the sperm come into contact with the smart women's choice is they, they get paralyzed and they clump together. And when that happens, they actually get trapped in the vagina. They can't swim out of it. And the only way that you're able to get pregnant is if sperm are able to swim up into the uterus and through your or in, into your fallopian tubes where your egg is released when you ovulate. Um, so it is a it prevents the contact from happening um, in a mechanical way. So that makes it a little bit different than than any other birth control on the market. So, um, you know, the hormonal methods prevent the release of an egg, whereas this doesn't do that. Like, your body is able to naturally go through its cycle. You ovulate like normal. And then when no egg is fertilized, you have your period, like an actual period versus the bleeding or the forced bleeding that we were talking about earlier. And then, of course, it's also unlike barrier methods that put a physical blockade between sperm accessing an egg. So that would be things like a condom, a diaphragm, and a cervical cap that have to remain in place long enough to prevent that contact. So with a condom, it is obviously until intercourse is over, and then with a diaphragm or a cervical cap, those have to stay in place for several hours after intercourse, you know, to be effective. If, if, and then if you, you have to, 
if you Sorry, can even what? get one, if you can even find one or get one True. prescribed. Or, yes. Right. Um, I do know it's still possible um, for women both in Canada and the U.S. at least. Um, we do have, so even though Smart Women's Choice was designed to be used as a standalone contraceptive to where that's the only thing that you're using, um, we do have many women, maybe 10 to 15% of our users, uh, use it as a complementary method. Um, so for a variety of reasons. So some women really like using a diaphragm or a cervical cap and they will substitute Smart Women's Choice for spermicide because they either react, they either are allergic to spermicide or um, they just don't want to put it in their body because of the studies of the harmful effects of spermicide. Um, we have other other women um, who use it in conjunction with a condom because they also, uh, they are seeking, uh, most of those women are using the combination like that because they are seeking um, protection from any STIs uh, because Smart Women's Choice is not a barrier, so it is not, if you have a need to protect yourself from any kind of sexually transmitted infection, then you would want to consider adding in a condom. So the, the um, some of the key things that I really uh, love about this product, first of all, because in a sense it's, 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 it's a, first of all, it's a natural product. It's made of all natural ingredients. Correct, Jennifer? There's... Yeah, yes, so it's, that's correct. It's a, it's a safe, safe combination of um, ingredients to put inside your body to into the vagina. But it's 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 paralyzing the sperm. I mean, how brilliant a solution! It's like if you cannot, if these sperm are paralyzed and held <laughs> or captured by this by this cream. <laughs> They can't swim up the fallopian tube. They can't make it to impregnate. So this is you, you, you stop them at the at the door <laughs> at the entrance. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. So tell us how effective it is. There were some studies done. So let's let's tell women that it really is effective and were proven to be effective. Yes, it is. It is very effective. Um, I do educate women that there are no 100% effective, like there is no 100% effective contraceptive. If you go and look at the actual stats for even uh, vasectomies, they're not at 100%, which part of that is because men don't always go back and uh, get their um, semen evaluated to make sure that there's no more swimmers. <laughs> um, and and tubal, you know, getting your tubes tied is also not 100% effective because, you know, our bodies were designed to procreate and they really want to do their job. <laughs> um, and so even these surgeries aren't 100%. But anyway, so in the lab, there is, we see 100%, it is 100% effective when we're in a laboratory setting and we introduce sperm right. to Smart Women's Choice. That is 100%. Within one minute, there are no more sperm that are able to swim. Um, we've had two independent labs do that. Um, and we're actually working on, we're almost done having our in-house lab up and running so that we can 
do more continuous testing with that. We'll still work with independent labs, but we're really excited to to get the in-house uh, setup complete. So as far as in use, because that's more important to every woman listening, um, it's we have um, we have over 10,000 customers at this point, and many of those, about 30%, order again and again and again. So they're you know they're buying it over several years. Um, we have a reported rate of for every 1,000 tubes that we sell, we have two women that report becoming pregnant when they're using our product. So that's a lower rate than much lower than condoms, lower than birth control pills. Um, yeah, it's pretty good statistic. Very effective. Yeah. And who knows how they were using it? And you know, we don't know the whole story anyway of why it, you know, they got pregnant while using it. But only two out of a thousand. It's true. You, the statistics for the pill are much, or you know, much worse than that. Yeah, and and um, once a month we we update. So every month, you know, the end of every month goes by. So the the next week we. Uh, we go back and we check our data. So we, you know, add the number of, you know, say, you know, number of customers and the number of reports. And what is really exciting to me is that that statistic has remained the same over the seven years that we've been selling the product. So the consistency to me is as important, maybe more important than 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 the low than the low number of pregnancies. So what actually are the ingredients of Smart Women's Choice? Yeah, so uh, it's, it's uh, you want me to read off the list to you? And then we can kind of talk yeah. about them? Okay, so it's uh, water and glycerin, um, potassium palmate, potassium olivate, potassium castorate, and potassium citrate. Um, oh, and mono and diglycerides. I'm doing it from memory. That was all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so what do they do? So what is it? What? Why, yeah, why, so, why are they effective? So the the base of the formula is actually a constant, well, it's an undiluted, the base is an undiluted liquid soap that is specially formulated to both not only be effective, but to be uh, mild. Um, and then, so the potassium palmate, potassium olivate, and the potassium castorate, those are the three ingredients that are the, the soap, uh, the liquid soap. Then the other ingredients um, dilute and dilute the product to the right consistency, and then they modify the pH to be uh, in the right range to both be effective at immobilizing the sperm and for women to be able to use it without discomfort when they're applying the cream vaginally. You know, so I just have to... I, I just 
I, I just want to inject real quick that Dr. Ferrone, who I, developed this formula when she was in her late 80s, I think she's retired now at 95, <laughs> and yes. uh, she was a biochemist. She was a Harvard, she worked at Harvard, but she had this knowledge to be able to create something that was effective and safe and easy to use. And I think that's what are the hallmarks of this product. It's safe, it's effective, and easy to use. And um, only use as needed. Uh, so to me, that impressed me initially that she had such knowledge, was always going to find a formula that was totally safe for women. Yes. Yes. So she, yeah. So what she did was absolutely brilliant. She took her biochemistry background with, you know, what she learned when she was traveling and the experiments that she did on herself and her friends, and then was able to um, collaborate with uh, some of the best soap makers in the country in order to hone and develop the product that would both immobilize the sperm and also be safe for women to use. Um, it was very interesting in her, in her early research when she was developing it to be able to sell publicly, she came across uh, research from the late 1800s where um, I don't remember the person's name, but someone else had come upon this idea um, of, you know, if you could have a soap that was mild enough, it would, it could be a spermicide, but they couldn't figure out how to make it mild and still effective. So she was able to to bridge that you know, into one product that was safe and was effective. So it's it's really miraculous. Yeah, it was so impressive. And um, I know it got tested with a lab in Israel. And mm -hmm. she actually, I think you still have the slides that, that show the effectiveness of, uh, based on that research that was done in Israel. I mean, you know, Dr. Fern really did the best she could do to prove that it really worked, that it was effective, because it's such a novel way. And she was just one woman. I mean, she was just one woman at, in her late 80s putting this out into the world. And it's just wonderful, Jennifer, that you found each other to carry on this work because it would have disappeared if she didn't find someone with that passion that you have to support women and offer them this safe, an effective contraceptive technology, you know. Uh, you know, I, I'm very grateful to you for seeing that vision and really being inspired to carry it on because women desperately need smart women's choice. I, I cannot just you know, tell you and everyone listening how much I support what you are doing, what this natural contraceptive is offering women, safe, effective, way to um, you know, enjoy their lives and their relationships without harming their bodies and disconnecting them from their true spiritual and emotional authenticity. This is just so profound. It's so profound. You know, we, we've come to the end of the show, Jennifer, so I want to be sure that people can go to the website, which is Smart Women's Choice, Smart Women, Women, plural, smartwomenschoice.com. I know that if um, people put my name, Dr. Cheryl, into the coupon code that you're offering, very generous, $10 off. And people go into Instagram at Smart Women's Choice 
or uh, if you go to the website, they can email you directly with questions. Um, I, I just really want to thank you for taking on this mission, Jennifer, and that I give your, you know, your your mission, your product, my 100% stamp of approval. Uh, it's just amazing what you're doing and what you're offering, and there is truly a safe contraceptive options for women these days. So, Jennifer, thank you for all that you do, and thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. And to all of you listening, that's why you want to be listening every week. We have amazing conversations that change your life. So I trust you'll be back with me again next week on What Women Must Know. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman, and may you always honor the wisdom of your feminine self. And I think that really is the theme for today's show as well. Always honor the wisdom of your feminine self. So until next week, bye for now. 